24-7 Sports Hub Radio. And now, with their always informative and often entertaining take on the sports news of the day, here are Jonathan Raggis and Jim Williams. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to another episode of 24-7 Sports Hub Radio. I am your host, Jonathan Raggis. Alongside me, as always, is the voice of the Angels, Jim Williams. What's going on, man? Wow, I didn't know I was calling games for the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. Wow, that's okay. that's high praise. I get to t- I get to hang with my main man Mike Trout. Then that'd be uh, awesome. You're calling for the Hell's Angels, man. Come on. Oh, oh screw that idea. No, that's that's uh, we can, we can't have that. That would ruin. That would sully my reputation. So I heard you're going to do the uh, new voiceovers for the beautiful Mount Airy Lodge commercials, huh? <laughs> yeah, no, I'm going to do it for the Pocono Gardens Lodge, which has become uh, a dump, as I showed you in video privately before the show. Oh, my God. And we all love the bathtubs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the bathtub has a nickname all its own involve, involving what it was used for. Okay, should we... Should, uh, okay, for those, of you, for those of you not listening in the greater Northeast, <laughs> these places were um, couples resorts back in the 70s and 80s, back in, uh, for lack of better terms. And, and, and they, they were also staples of our uh, childhood uh, cartoons in, in, inside the commercials. So. Cause, yeah, because nothing says we'll be right back after these messages with more of the Flintstones than a, a jingle that is catchy and a, and a cartoon and a, and a commercial about, you know, where mommy and daddy are going while you're spending your weekend in front of uh, Saturday morning TV. It's just, come on. Listen, Jim, all you have to bring is, is your love, love of everything. everything. That's yep. right. Oh, my goodness. But, but we're not we're not going to talk about those things and, and what have you. We're going to talk sports, and we're going to talk, uh, among other things, a lot of baseball news to go over, even though everything division-wise and even wildcard-wise is pretty much cinched up at this point. Uh, but some news in baseball in regards to the greatest commissioner in the history of the game. <laughs> I, I had you there for a second, didn't I, kids? Uh, him calling it, a, calling his shot as to when he's finally, I mean, when he is going to leave. Uh, we also have uh, news of a certain New York Yankee who thinks he's worthy of a contract even greater than A-Rod's. Uh, but we got to start with football. Yeah, I mean, to. we had a game last night. It was well, well, it wasn't really game. much of a game, but we had a game, yeah. But we did have a game, and that was the San Francisco 49ers moving to 2-2 two and two now on the season with a 35-11 to 11 win over the now 1-3 and three St. Louis Rams. As we said pre-show, as you said pre-show, Jim, if it wasn't for the 49ers defense, who knows where this game would have went. The defense was absolutely beast mode. When you can, you know, hold your opponents to a total... This isn't running yards only. This isn't passing yards only. Mm-hmm. To a total of 188 yards, you have to win the game. And they did. And the defense was the star of, of everything. They got a a couple of fumbles forced. They got a uh, an interception. They uh, were big time sacking Bradford five times over the course of the game. Kaepernick didn't have to do that much to win this game. He threw for two touchdowns, 15 of 23 for 167 yards. But, oh, yes, some guy named Frank Gore decided to say, hello. Frank Gore was a beast on the ground last night. 20 carries, 153 yards, 7.7 average on the clip, one touchdown for the 49ers. He's a beast. 
Oh, no, no question. No question. And the win gives the Niners the ability to go back to 500 while the Rams fall back to 1-3 and three on the season uh, in one of those uh, quintessential games that was over by halftime, pretty much. Uh, you know, uh, they, they needed this bounce-back victory, and we both talked about it Wednesday when we were making the picks. They needed this victory in the worst way, and they got it. Uh, this isn't indicative of how good San Francisco is, though as much as it is how porous, as it were, how many holes are in the St. Louis uh, franchise right now? You know, they got weapons. It's not like the St. Louis Rams roster is just completely depleted and they don't have good players. They do have good players. They're just not playing good. They're underperforming. They're under. They're far under the radar with their expectations, shall we say. And their rushing is god-awful. There's, uh, yeah. Dowell Richardson is just not a starting running back in this league. When you have 12 carries and you can only muster up six... Dude, John and I could easily get 16 yards on 12 carries. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> and and I, 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 I can't run. So, there you go. We'll push you. Hey, that's all you need to do because I'll just knock everybody over. <laughs> now, you know what? Let me ask you this. Right? Dow Richardson just looking awful for the St. Louis Rams team. Mm-hmm. I mean, they could have brought back Steven Jackson for a year. They They should have. They absolutely should have. Yeah. Uh, and the other aspect of this game, you, you know, Vernon Davis coming back, catching a touchdown pass. You know, the, the last couple of weeks, it's been a non-factor. Of course, he had the hamstring injury and whatever, and what have you, I should say. I mean, yeah, he didn't catch, you know, that was his main catch. But, you know, it, it comes down to having the full fleet of receivers, I think, for Kaepernick to succeed. I mean, uh, we saw without Davis just he he floundered and Davis was there and you know yeah okay he didn't have big time receiving yards per se yeah but that weapon that go-to guy in the end zone was sorely missing last week or so oh yeah there's no doubt about it yeah Anquan Bolden also had another good game for this 49ers you want to talk about something very I would say rare that we saw at the end of the first half of this game that was a little weird I never got to see that before Okay, set it up then. Well, we had a, uh, a, a a little bit of excitement on a free kick at the end of the half with about four seconds left. There was a fair catch on the uh, punt, which gave the 49ers the chance to kick a 47-yard uh, field goal attempt with absolutely no defense from the St. Louis Rams trying to, to uh, defend it. So Phil Dawson, uh, you know, took his stride, wind up for a 71-yard uh, field goal attempt on a free kick, Went far left, which, of course, gave the St. Louis Rams the option to return it for a touchdown, but got stopped on the 10. But this was weird. St. Louis Rams defenders had no idea what was going on, what they had to do. The coaches on both sides were looking around going, okay, so how do we do this? Because the last one happened in 1977. Wow. Oh, excuse me, 1976. Oh, well, even more wow was uh, supposed to be the last person in league history to successfully make a free kick, hitting a 54, uh, excuse me, a 45-yarder in uh, 1976 against the Buffalo Bills, but I believe the last one was in 1978. So, You know, I'm surprised in one respect that you don't see that play happen more often, given the circumstances. You know what, I wonder if it doesn't even cross the minds of coaches to even go for it. It doesn't. 
it simply put, it doesn't. And, you know, they figured, what the heck, let's try something. What the hey? Uh, I think if they weren't up by two scores, and I think if it wasn't inside a dome, they wouldn't have done it, quite frankly. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, but, and, and for those who have never seen one or never saw this from last night, you have the running start. It's essentially a kickoff, for lack of better terms, uh, in many respects. Uh, just, you know, person holds the tee down. And just imagine, the scary thing is, if if he had it online, it would have been damn close to being in. Mm. But he didn't, and it was returned. And Well, you know, just looking around, I just see that Neil Rackers actually attempted one in 2008. So mm-hmm. it was a little up there. So Well, it's it's trickery. But, of course, the, the, the backside of it is, of course, you better make sure you get the guy if it's a returnable uh, football. That's oh, yeah. Up, you know. But you know what? They got down there quick, and they got him on the 10, so... You know, what next? Are we going to see the Rouge from the CFL come into play in the NFL? That'd be fun. Yeah, get the one point on the board. Screw... Oh, Vegas would hate people for that. Oh, oh my yeah. goodness. That oh, would be... Yeah. And that in and of itself would be hilarious. <laughs> so, yes. It, it, it was exciting, man. You know, I, I didn't watch the game last night, but when I woke up today and I was, you know, watching the highlights of the game, all of a sudden, I see him lining up for a 71-yard field goal. I'm like, wow, I can't believe they're You know, even with four seconds left, you know, I'm pretty shocked that they're going to try a 71-yard field goal, considering they showed uh, Dawson missing that 53-yarder right before then. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I realized, oh, wow, it was, it was, it was the fair catch rule and, uh, you know, going for the uh, free kick. So that was uh, – it was interesting. So if you uh, watched it last night and you were a little confused, yeah, they can do it. It's an actual rule because a lot of the people in the stands had no idea what was going on. It is permissible, it is legal, it is kosher. It is, it is, it is. Yes, indeed. So, uh, you, you don't see that every day. And yeah, I'm not saying that you're going to see it again this season. I don't know that you will. I'm sure people are going to start thinking about it at the very least a little bit, but uh, yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Well, let's uh, go into our uh, Sunday games here, and uh, let's play a little bit of uh, pick them all. Pixies, okay. Pixies. So uh, we'll start off first with a uh, 4 o'clock game, and that is the 2-1 New York Jets taking on the 2-1 Tennessee Titans. Who do you got in this one, Jim? Neither of these teams really should be 2-1, first and foremost. Can I just say that? But you know what? I hate to say this, and I'm not trying to suck up to you, dude. I'm starting to be a little bit more sold on Geno Smith than I am Jake Locker. Of course, I would be more sold on my left toenail over Jake Locker by the same token. <laughs> I give the Jets a I, I give the Jets a chance to win this game. I'm going to pick New York. Yeah, I'm I'm going to go with the Jets as well. I think the Jets have a much better defense than Tennessee, and I think they have a much better offense than Tennessee, which is uh, scary for. Yeah, uh, I, I wouldn't say much better. But defense, I would. yes, defense, yes, I would. but offense, if, it's a pick 'em. If the defense can shut down Tennessee's running game, because of course Chris Johnson likes to have good games against the Jets, it seems for some reason. If they could shut that down, I'm not scared of Locker and the wide receiver options for Tennessee. Yeah. So you know, will Bilal Powell show up for the Jets? Will Geno Smith uh, have another decent game for the Jets? Because that's really right now against these kinds of teams. That's all they need is a decent game from Geno Smith. Mm-hmm. Uh, the defense is, is, is you know, so much better than Tennessee. I, I think the defense, especially that front line with uh, Sheldon Richardson, Quinton Copples, Muhammad Wilkerson, and Big Snacks, I think they're going to have a good, uh, you know, they have a point. Big Snacks, come on, man. Big Snacks, man. That's his, that's his nick. 
Right. He's your main man. Okay, fine. Let's go to another game. The Baltimore Ravens uh, heading into Buffalo to take on the Buffalo Bills. Ravens 2-1, and one, Bills 1-2. One and two. Baltimore has the line by three. Where are you going with this one, Jim? This has the makings of being a good game. Uh, I'm going to go with Baltimore because I think they're riding the wave right now. I mean, they're they're not as, you know, they're not the team they once were, but correct me if I'm wrong, C.J. Spiller is not playing this week? Nope. That's going to be a big factor, believe it or not. Um, So I'm going to go with Baltimore in what should be a close one. I'm going with Baltimore as well. Um, To me, that's the safe pick. I just, you know, Baltimore is 2-1. To me, they shouldn't be, but they're showing ways to win. So Mm -hmm. uh, against this uh, Bills team, which I'm not really sold on the Bills team, especially uh, with uh, Spiller out, so... Yeah, I'm going with Baltimore. Okay. Cincinnati Bengals taking on the one and two Cleveland Browns in Cleveland. Uh, Cincinnati has the line by four. Where are you going with this one? This is this may be the toughest game for me to pick, believe it or not. Because Cleveland's okay, you know, they've got the weaponry there, but you don't know if the Hoyer effect, as I'm going to call it now, let's see if ESPN runs with that and I lose the copyright on it, <laughs> is going to carry over from week to week. I mean, I, I have friends who are in the Cleveland area. Yeah, uh, there are people who live there, believe it or not, who, who went nuts over over Hoyer. I'm not saying Super Bowl or bus nuts, but uh, bus nuts doesn't sound right. But uh, I have a big question mark on the format for this game, quite frankly, and most people do in Ohio. Yeah. <sighs> You know what? I'm going to go with Cleveland. I don't know why I'm going to, but I'm going to go with Cleveland. I think they, you know, I just, it's a weird hunch play. That's all I can say. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Bengals here. Uh, you do that then. You know, anytime you continuously throw, especially with a guy like Brad Hoyer, and you saw it, he had three touchdowns, yes, but he also had three interceptions. Right, and he always and he threw the ball 50-plus times. 50-plus so. times. Uh, you know, you're going to see him throw for a lot more again because, once again, um, Browns with really no running attack, so why not? Yeah, but the Bengal, the, the law firm is not the answer in in Cincinnati either. No, like it's that So it's going to come down to both teams passing all day, and you're going to see the ball thrown like crazy oh, yeah. in the air. Well, I don't know. You know what? Against that Cleveland Browns defense, I think you're going to see some big games out of uh, you know Ben Jarvis, Green Ellis, and especially uh, Giovanni Bernard. Uh, you might, you might. Cleveland's defense has been their selling point, though. It, it has been, but can they stop a two-headed uh, running back monster? That's the thing, you know. All right. Well, I'm still going to ride the Cleveland Brown train, even though I'm a fool. All right. I'm going to go with uh, Andy Dalton and the Bengals on this one. You're going to uh, go with the Ginger Squad. Yeah, I have a feeling they're going to win this game, and they're going to win it, uh, you know, convincingly. So. Okay. You, I wouldn't be surprised, but go ahead. The three and O Chicago Bears. Didn't think I'd be saying that. Yeah. In week four. Taking on the two and one Detroit Lions in Detroit. Detroit has the line by three. Where are you going with this one? Home field line right there, so it's a pick 'em game. Uh Reggie Bush I do believe is coming back. Correct. But I don't think it's gonna matter because they've been coached up well in Chicago and they are you know Jay Cutler notwithstanding. They're a good team. They are the team to beat right now in that division, quite possibly, as scary as that sounds. Uh, outside of Green Bay, of course. I'm going Chicago. I was going to go Lions, but you know what? The way they're playing right now, Chicago, I wouldn't mind seeing them go 4-0. Um, you know, 
Why not? Chicago you and, you and their fan base would not mind them going 4-0. You agree with them on something. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Why not? Why not? You know what? This is a Bears team that they always start off good, or they play like crap afterwards, or they play like crap, and then they start to uh, you know end the season on a high note. I'm going to go with Chicago on this one. Fair enough. The 0-3 New York Giants, another thing I thought I wouldn't be saying going into week four, <laughs> yeah. taking on Andy Reid and his 3-0 Kansas City Chiefs, another thing I wouldn't think I'd be saying going into week four. Jim, who's taking this game? Okay, this is a game that pains me on so many levels because I have, as I mentioned before, Eli Manning in a couple of my fantasy leagues. And he's playing awful. But I don't have the heart to cut him because I know when I cut him, he's going to throw for 400 yards, Five touchdowns, no picks, and have the greatest game of the season. That's just Murphy's Giants fans calling, and uh, if you want Jim to uh, drop Eli Manning, make him do it. Yes, um, I gotta go Kansas City here. Uh, again, a situation where they've been coached up, and uh, you know, Kansas City is, should win this one handily. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with Casey. I'm, I'm not sold there's no, at all. There's no running game. There's no defense no. for the G-Men. No. They are... And, uh, Which is crazy because they got the players that they've always had, and it's just... They're just playing awful. You know what's going to be more, more entertaining than this game? What's going to happen in the New York papers Monday morning? If the Giants lose. Oh, if they lose, yeah. That, I, I think if they lose, that's when you're going to start seeing them uh, call for a change to fans. Whether oh, it's yeah. Tom Coughlin or, you know, it's, it's not going to be Eli. You know, they're not going to call for the head of Eli. But Well, well they can't I mean, because it's not so much his fault. He's forcing the ball and he's throwing the ball more than he normally does because he doesn't have a running game. Not even that. What are you going to do? You're going to sit Eli Manning? It's 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 not going to happen. Exactly. Franchise quarterback. Right the play. Ryan Acid? Yeah, exactly. It's not going to happen. It, it, you're right. You're right. <sighs> Unbelievable. Okay, the 0-3 Pittsburgh Steelers, another shock, taking on the 0-3 Minnesota Vikings. So here is a game where possibly no team should win, but one has to. But you, but you forgot who the biggest losers of this game are. The fans? In London. I, you know, I, I guarantee the NFL didn't think they'd be sending two uh, two teams that are combined zero and six into London. Roger Goodell, how's that working out for you, bro? Yeah, not good. Oh man. Uh, well, considering uh, they're flying over to London, uh, Pittsburgh is still trying to adjust to the time, as is Minnesota. But Pittsburgh, where they're really, really old, they 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 need to get that little injection, you know, or uh, you know. Mommy, I made booby again. It's not good. It's not good. Minnesota should win this game just simply on the on the legs of Adrian Peterson. With the change of quarterback, Matt Castle can only be an improvement over I, Christian Ponder. I, I agree. I agree. It's got to be. It's got to be. Christian Ponder's been awful. He's been ponderous. No. Let me tell you, if Matt Castle comes in, you be controversy. <laughs> wins this game for Minnesota, do you think Ponder gets the starting job back in uh, week five? Or? It's not just a no, it's an oh, hell no. Yeah. Are you going Minnesota? Just, oh, I'm going Minnesota, yes. Yeah, I'm going Minnesota as well. I think uh, Adrian Peterson uh, should have a great day against this uh, Pittsburgh Steelers defense. Matt Castle, like you said, could only be an improvement over Christian Ponder. It has to be. Could it be any worse? We'll find out. We can only hope at Wembley the going is firm 
And uh, there you go. And to the NFL fans in England, we are sorry these teams do not reflect the rest of the league. Yes, but you know what? <laughs> yeah, but Roger Goodell still is going to try to do his damnedest to put a franchise like that in your country very, very soon. Absolutely. Okay, the 1-2 and two Arizona Cardinals taking on the 0-3 Tampa Bay Buccaneers down in Tampa Bay. The Bucks have the line by one. Where are you going with this one? Tampa Bay gets off the schneid with a new quarterback. I'm going with Tampa Bay. Uh, both of these teams, actually, uh, potentially with quarterback changes leading into this game. Uh, Tampa Bay wins this, and I think it's, again, a running game situation. Uh, both of these teams are not setting the world on fire. They have a marquee name at wide receiver, a, a, a name brand at wide receiver. Uh, this has the potential of being just a plain old ugly game. Yeah, but both of these teams don't give up. Mm. I'm going Tampa. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Tampa as well. I think you have to look at the fact that Freeman's out, Mike Glennon is in, Palmer's out as well for Arizona. Mm-hmm. Not sure who's starting there. Who is starting in Arizona? I think it's still going to be Palmer, but I I, I could have swore I read like I said a couple of days ago that like Palmer is uh you know in limbo right now the way he's been playing. Okay. So Carson Palmer. Okay, yeah, I was just reading. Okay, so either way, Carson Palmer in or out. I, I just I just have the feeling that in Tampa Bay, hopefully they do the right thing. They balance the attack, give Mike Glennon the chance to throw it, since he's a big dude, man. If he can uh, you know throw over that offensive line, that's going to be real good for them. Got to go with Dougie Martin, though, man. I think they have the better running attack down in Tampa. Yeah, I see Tampa Bay taking this game. Well, then the other aspect of this game, I think, is you've got 52 players outside of Freeman on this team who, you know, according to papers, the papers down there, if you believe them, mm-hmm. Freeman lost them, if you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they they feel like they have something to play for. They have an onus on their back, and maybe they'll get to exert that uh, that onus coming up uh, Sunday. Yeah, we'll get to see what happens there. I just wanted to say the word onus because I can't say the other word on the show. <laughs> Anus. <laughs> All right, in the uh, no-brainer game of the week, the Indianapolis Colts taking on the 0-3 Jacksonville Jaguars. In Jacksonville, Indianapolis has the line by 10. Just 10? Just 10. Just 10. That's sad. Uh, I must correct you, that is not that is not the no-brainer game of the week. We are going to get there in a moment. Uh, but Indianapolis wins this one rather easily, and uh, you'll be switching the red zone at halftime, if not sooner. I'm sure we'll all be on red zone anyway. So, all right. So we both have Indianapolis. Not going to say why because it's Indianapolis. Exactly. All right. The three and O Seattle Seahawks heading down to Texas to take on the two and one Houston Texans. And guess what? Houston actually Seattle has the line by three. I like that line. I think Seattle wins this one. Their defense is stacked. Remember everybody saying about the Houston defense, and we've talked about... Us alone, yeah. Yeah, Cushing and and J.J. Watt, and yeah, they're getting their sacks, but the secondary leaves much to be desired. Russell Wilson will carve them up, and again, both running backs. Uh, We talked about it on the show, Foster and Tate just not getting the job done on the ground. I think Seattle wins this one maybe... Well, I don't want to say by two scores, but we'll, buy, we'll say by a touchdown. Six yeah, points. Yeah, I'm going to go with Seattle as well. Um, just not liking the Houston Texans' defense. I mean, the defense, the secondary, it's it's got its own questions. But 
not liking what the offense is doing for the Houston Texans. Uh, Foster and Tate not getting off to a good start, especially coming up against a better defense in Seattle. Don't see how they're, either of them are going to have a big game. Tate will probably get more carries finally and break away from that nine carries a game that he's been averaging. And Don't Andre Johnson is questionable as well, which is which is key. Yes, so. that's 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 true. Very very big there. Yeah. All right, so here goes uh, the real no brainer game of the week. Your Philadelphia Eagles, Jim. I take no I, I take no uh, ownership. Thank you. Going into Denver to take on Peyton Manning in a three 0 Denver Broncos. Denver has the line by twelve. That's all. That is all. Is that by the first quarter? Are, they'll be up by twelve, or that's second I quarter by minute of the game. They'll be up by twelve. Second quarter by twenty four, and okay. Remember that seven touchdown game to start the season. <laughs> that was so long ago, wasn't it? Uh seems it. He's gonna shatter that in this game. There is no way Denver loses to. Our Lady of the Blind, Deaf, Poor, and Unfortunate's defense, i.e. the Eagles' defense. Denver will roll them up and spin them out. Oh, yeah. There is no it, question about it. There, there, are, there, are no, there are no words. I'm, 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 next game, please. Well, you know what? You have to wonder, by Monday morning, if Nate Allen is going to have a fruit basket from Peyton Manning's. Because you know he's going to that side of the field constantly. Well, yeah. They, they, well, you know, they're, they're going to exchange Christmas cards. This is for sure. <laughs> Maybe a delicious fruitcake. Merry Christmas. Denver here is an 84-7 to win. <laughs> I mean, how Nate Allen even still has a job on this I, team? It's, it's baffling. It really it's, is. Words. There are no words. Now watch. The Eagles will make a game of it and surprise everybody. It's it's feasibly possible, I guess, that they could make a game of it because of the high-octane offense, but I don't see it happening. They've been exploited by San Diego. Not even that. You know, even, like I keep saying, even if with the high offense that the Eagles can have, they continuously put that defense out in the field double the time than the offense. And factor in your mile above sea level, and that only makes it that much worse. Man. You Big know, fat dudes huffing and puffing. That's exciting football, folks. I hate to say it, man. Chip Kelly's offense is is, is what's going to eventually break this team down and not work out for this Philadelphia team because if you don't have a good offense that can be out there double the time, I don't care how many touchdowns you could score. Agreed. You know? so And I brought that point up to a certain extent as well. So Yeah. All right. We shall see what happens. I won't. I got that as well. So it's it's going to be terrible. Um We'll be watching the game, I'm sure, Jim, and uh, I'm sure we'll have a lot to talk about on Monday. Oh, I'm going to, you know, moving on. Moving on, it is RG3, the 0-3 Washington Redskins, going into Oakland to take on Matt Flynn and the 1-2 Oakland Raiders, as Terrell Pryor will be sitting out this game. Washington has the line by four. Jim, does RG3 get his first win? I've wavered back and forth on this. I actually think he does. It's going to be an ugly game, a close one, but I think Washington wins this game. Yeah, going to Washington as well. Uh, if Terrell Pryor was in this game, I don't know what could happen. Um, I, I'm, I'm not going to say I'm totally sold on Terrell Pryor, but I like what I'm seeing from the kid, and I think he could really grow into being a really good quarterback for the Oakland Raiders, but I think they still need to get some weapons around him. Darren McFadden, 
he's just not doing anything this season. I don't see him doing anything against this Washington Redskins defense. RG3 gets his first win. Mm-hmm. The Dallas Cowboys 2-1 going into San Diego to take on the Chargers, who are 1-2. Dallas has the line by only two. That surprises me. That should be a bigger line after what we saw last week. <sighs> Dallas wins this game. DeMarco Murray gets you know, maybe 90 to 100 yards. He won't go off like he did against St. Louis. He owns St. Louis, for goodness sakes. But uh, Dallas has it more together, and once again, we see San Diego falling apart a little bit more at the seams. Which is sad, because it's not like the San Diego Chargers are playing awful football. They're they're really not. Well, the game against Tennessee left much to be desired. Well, that, yeah, that game did, yeah. You know, it, it seems to be that they're playing better against better teams. Playing up to your competition, I, I, I get Which that. Which seems to be the Jets' way over the last uh, 20 years. So. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, so you got Dallas. I'm going with, uh, how about them Cowboys? Yeah, I'm going with the Cowboys, though. I think to me that's a no-brainer. <clears throat> uh, the 3-0 and New England Patriots, don't ask me how they're 3-0, and but they are, taking on the 1-2 and Atlanta Falcons. Where are you going with this one? Whew. Now, the $64,000 question I have to ask is, is Gronk coming back for this game? I don't. I don't think so. I haven't heard anything about him, to be honest. I, I just don't see if he is coming back. I'm going to still pull the trigger and say the Patriots go to 4-0. Uh, there, there is there is something... Tom Brady will will this team to victory is what I'm trying to say. And Kimbrell Tompkins is, is starting to get a rapport with him. I think this is going to be a close game. Both teams will be in the 20s. Uh, New England by a field goal late. Yeah, I'm going to go with Atlanta on this one. I think Matt Ryan is... Uh... You know he's at home. I think he's going to do a good uh, a good job for this Falcons uh, offense on Sunday. I think this is going to be the first loss and probably uh, one of the very few that New England's going to have this season. But they are going to eventually get a loss, and I think it could come at the hands of the Atlanta Falcons. So, but they're they're not the Falcons that we know no. in the last couple of years. That's all I'm saying. They no. can't close the deal, as it were. Not at all. It's so. it, you know what too. It's it's their running attack. They let Michael Turner go. You've. Uh... By the way, you you royally pissed off John Leary in the chat. Uh, that's that's what I live to do. I I understand that. Wicked hot core move of you. Wicked hot pisses down there. Oh jeez. All that's right. The kind of the Yeah. <laughs> Jim, you'll never George, do that impression again. Like that. Come on, man. Okay. All right, we uh, let's uh, head over to Monday Night Football. The three and zero Miami Dolphins. Another thing uh, we didn't think we'd be saying. Taking on the three and zero New Orleans Saints down in New Orleans. New Orleans has the line by seven. I don't get paid for my impressions, Larry, so stop it. Um, so, I'm sorry, I'm narrow casting. I should not be, you know, making my voice known to the chat. I'm sorry. <laughs> this uh, this is going to be a fun game to watch. I've said that enough times. Mm. It's home field advantage at its finest. There are a few stadiums, Seattle's one of them, and New Orleans is another one, where... Visitors have little to any chance. I think New Orleans goes to four and Monday night. As well, go with New Orleans myself. And, and this is and this is with a team, and I have to kind of follow this team because Carl from CLW eighty three, you know, is uh, uh, you know, based down there. 
this is a team that has gone through running backs like crazy. They don't even know who their who their first, number one running back is. They do it by committee, by platoon, putting out, I think, four different people have run the ball consistently this season for the Saints. Um, I'm going with New Orleans regardless because Drew Brees has Jimmy Graham, and Jimmy Graham is the breakout star this season down there. He's a damn good tight end. Yes, he is. No question about it. Uh, you know, to me, turning into one of the best in the league right now. Got to go with Drew Brees and the New Orleans Saints. If not, Luke Hawks will probably kick my ass. But And I would pay pay-per-view money to see that, and I'm sure Larry would bankroll me as well. <laughs> I'm sure of it. Dolphins, you know, 3-0. and Don't know how they're 3-0, but they are. I just don't see them walking out of New Orleans 3-4-0. Uh, and So it's going to be nice, though, Saints 4-0. That, that, and what does it say about Sean Payton and the factor of him coming back? What does it say about Ryan being on the defensive side of things? Oh, no no, no question about it. Mm. It's going to be a good one there. Um, so that's it for our uh, Sunday and Monday night picks. Uh, you know, We'll get into them on uh, Monday, see where the uh, record stands between you and I, Jim. It's been a fun battle so far. So far, it's, uh, we're, we're within a couple of games, and there are a couple of games uh, that we differ on here. So I could make up the gap. Or we could just stay even, or you could completely trounce me, which is very likely. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Sticking with uh, the NFL and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Oh, man. They are giving away free beer to entice fans to come to the games and buy tickets. Sending out a tweet uh, just a day ago saying, two free drinks for the next two hours with the purchase of tickets for the Indianapolis versus Jacksonville games. The drinks are on us from Bud Light. Is it, oh, so it's, oh, 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 so it's Bud Light. It's That's Bud Light. Wow. So do you um, think Jacksonville Jaguars game is worth it for two free Bud Lights? I don't think it is. Well, if you're going to go watch the Jacksonville Jaguars, that's going to be your first quarter. That's going to be your first drive drinks right there because you're going to have to drink at least a few more, at least about eight or ten more to endure the whole damn experience. It's... You would think people have learned from Ten Cent Beer Night back in the seventies in Cleveland how bad this could end. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just uh, it's desperation. You know what? As I think I mentioned before, if not here, then elsewhere in podcast land. If you're going to do something that is, and in fact, this will be more cost effective than giving away free beer if you know the price of beer at stadiums this day and age. Yeah. You want to do something that's cost-effective to keep your fans coming to your games? Mm. Sign Tim Tebow. Might as well. Sign his ass. You might as well. Sign him. He will. He, he's got the Jesus juice, ladies and gentlemen. He's got the Jesus juice. <laughs> yeah. Lord, forgive me. Please forgive me. But, but then again, Tim Tebow is so excited and he'll be happy. But he's got that... that Competitive spark that can that, that can only work down there because they love him, they revere him. He can do no wrong in Jacksonville, New York, and that's a different story. Um, I, I and I'm still and I'll, and I'll still say I think Tebow could get this team at least one win, and I and I don't think Blaine Gabbert or Chad Henney will. Just one win. Uh, Just listen, one. all they need right now is one win, <laughs> and they're going to get it in London. Watch, um, uh, London's Colons. 
London calling in. I'm not going to sing anymore. A good friend, uh, Ray, in the chat room said, uh, you might as well give the beer to the Jaguars player. It may up their game some. No, you might as well give it to the opposition, get them, like, stone drunk, and then maybe you've got a chance. Nah. And you've got plenty gr- of great material for your next NFL bloopers and blunders video. A drunk Colts team is still a better <laughs> team than a sober Jacksonville We're team. We've got a drunk liquored up kicker, Biden. Um <laughs> Biden? Biden. Oh, wait. Colt? Oh. So. It's it's a mess. It's a sad state of affairs. It, it, it reeks of, you, like that would never happen in Philadelphia or New York. Probably because if that even was even thought about, people would be like, "Okay, we have to increase security because people are going to kill each other." So would be fun then. Yeah, would be a lot of fun. All right, that's it for the NFL talk. Let's switch it over to a little bit of baseball. Twenty three minutes left in the show. Tampa Bay Rays knocking off the Yankees last night, four to zero. But that's not the news. No, it's not. The news was Mariano Rivera's final homestand. By the way, if you want to call in, 347-237-5373. Again, that's 347-237-5373. Be dialing, people. Um, Yeah, Mariano Rivera uh, going off on the white horse, as it were. Mm -hmm. Uh, Getting pulled from the game with one out left in the top of the ninth inning, but not by Joe Girardi. No, no, no. By the two people who've been with him. By his side, the longest, Andy Pettit and uh, uh, Derek Jeter. Lots of emotions flowing, and and you know what? That four or five minute moment that that was that was. You don't have to be a Yankee fan to appreciate that. You really don't. No. It was, uh, you know, it was class. It was theater in the finest. And uh, he tipped his cab. He was pushed out for a curtain call, and he, you know, now that all, all that remains left in in the story career. Of Mariano Rivera is what happens this weekend against the Houston Astros in Houston. The $64,000 question, since they have no chance of the playoffs now, and since he always said he wanted to play center field at least once, mm-hmm. will Girardi start Rivera, or at least let him play center field against the Astros this weekend? You know what? You would have to. Why not? I mean, you know, that's his dream, is to play center field. And... They got no chance of making the playoffs. This is the last time you'll see Mariano Rivera take the baseball field. You might as well. Give it to him. The guy deserves it. Have a little fun. Have a little little fun. fun. Why not? You know what? Put him in for the eighth inning. Switch him out to reliever. Take out the center fielder. Put Mariano Rivera in for center field in the ninth inning. Why not? I'd like to see every Astro try to swing and hit one to center field. But, of course, these are the Astros, so they'll strike out. Yeah. Probably. We have to wonder if they put in a pitcher and say, hey, you know what, give him a couple of lobs. Let's see if we can get some out to center field so he can at least snag one. Because it would be a shame, though, if they put him in center field and he gets no action in there. Yeah, it would be. But it it happens. It's the way the game is. Yeah. Enough said. Yeah. What the but, hell? Why not? Uh, you, know what? I, you know what? I'd even put him in center field for a whole game. Again, because it's the Astros. Why not? Yeah, second to last game. And remember, he he originally wanted to be a center fielder way back when as a kid. It's just yeah. injuries, the injury bug uh, caught up to him young, at a young age, and it just couldn't happen. Yeah. Let me ask you this. Do you think uh, last game, why not give him the start as the pitcher? No, I don't think they'd do that. Huh? I, I don't think so. That would be it, – it's easier for some, for a pitcher to play a position than it is for a reliever to go right into starting. There's, there's a uh, – there's something to be said for that. There's, uh, you know, a conditioning aspect of it and, and what have you. And I understand. Final game. You know, it gets used to, man. Like even Ray just said in the chat, it would be fun, man. Start him and watch him throw a no-hitter against Houston. That would be hilarious. 
That would be <laughs> it could hilarious. So, but hey, it's all downhill for the Yankees because if you look around the diamond and you look around what they have to, uh, you know, in terms of their potential starting lineup in 2014, you've got a lot of who and who and who. This this team is is almost a lock to be at the bottom of the division, or, or fighting for the bottom of the division next season. I mean, Derek Jeter is your marquee name, and you know he's not going to stay healthy. No. So, and the outfield, you know, and, and then the other aspect of this, Robinson Cano, don't you know? <laughs> Unbelievable. You go set this up because I you 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 really want to just keep it real here. Go ahead. Well, you know, as of now, it's just a report. Could be a rumor. Who knows if it's uh, if it's a hundred percent true? But supposedly, Robinson Cano is looking for a ten-year, three hundred five million dollar contract from the New York Yankees. Yes, that's the total value of a Rod's deal if he achieves it, all built on his incentives ridiculous. It's ridiculous and we have A-Rod to thank for this because almost hard to believe it's going on 15 years since he got that big deal from Texas. Unbelievable. He's the one to blame for this. That 10-year, $252 million deal with the Rangers started the ball going and he got another deal 10 years, $275 million. See what that's done for you. One championship and a whole lot of heartache in the Yankee land. And, and Albert Pujols and, and Josh Hamilton in, uh, in Anaheim. Their mega deals have produced Jack and Squat, while their best player, like we talked about Wednesday, is making half a million dollars. Yeah. Which is like maybe one-tenth of what he's making in endorsements, seemingly. Thank the Lord. Uh, he, he's Nobody should ever ask the question, are you deserving? Is he deserving of that kind of a salary? Because he's not. No ball player is deserving. No. No. Of that kind of salary. No. He is the best player on that team. I don't think there's any question. Best position player on that By team. By far. By far. He might be worth 18 to $20 million a year, but there is no way he's worth $30 million a season. He there's no way. So, what I'm wondering is who floated the rumor out. Was it Jay-Z? Because remember, Jay-Z is his agent, so maybe he's got the, you know. Well, here's the question, though, too. Do we actually see... Another team coming out and giving him this deal. Who can afford him? You can't say the Dodgers because they're tied up with Kershaw and and, and company. Uh, you can't say the Phillies because they're completely overpaying. You can't say the Angels because they're overpaying well, they're out the wall. they got to get Mike Trout locked up. There's no so. And I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, I don't think they do. I think they let him slip through the cracks. I really think they're going to, which would be a shame. Yeah. Uh. You know, right now, Cano is in a situation where I guess in theory he can float this out there if it is him who is indeed floating this out because he knows nobody else is really going to give him that kind of money. Mm-hmm. So why not shoot for the works? And I understand that in one sense, but by the other side of the coin, you make yourself look like a real D-bag. Oh, yeah, no question about it. Um, you make yourself look like you're bigger than the team, and especially in that city – no one is bigger than the New York Yankees. Yeah. You know, plus Cano's 30 years old now, too. You know, you yeah, this guy, uh, you know, a 10-year deal well into his 40s for that kind of money? Eh. It, it's one thing if you're talking about a first baseman, but 
at second base, you're going to be doing some diving. You're going to be doing some lunging. You're going to be putting it out. You're going to get dirty is what I'm trying to tell you. Yeah. Second baseman, you're lucky if you can make it to 35-36. Look at Chase Utley here in Philadelphia. And for some reason, we signed him to a multi-year deal. Why, I do not know. And it's hurt you ever since. Don't get me started. Well, my, my one of my female friends is very happy about this deal for obvious reasons. Hi, Alicia. How you doing? But, uh, yeah. Well, let's see what happens. Let's uh, bring in a uh, quick call in here from the 818 area code. You're on the air. How you doing? Yeah, I'm doing fine. Uh, let, let me uh, make three points. First of yep, all, sure. the fleeting news story here in Los Angeles was mm-hmm. a death of a Dodger fan in San Francisco, uh, the it was that wasn't bad enough. The Dodgers, the fan's father, he happened to be a security guard for the Dodgers. Yes. Mm. So that was the lead story out here. You can look at the story on Yahoo News, uh, Yahoo Sports. So yes. The second yeah, point I, I, I want to make. The second point I want to make is that the Red Sox are really lucky they didn't face the Yankees in the divisional series because what they did to Rivera was the most classless thing they could have done because even as a Red Sox fan, that was push week. And the third thing I want to make... No? No, no, we lost the caller. That was weird. I think the third thing was his best point. Uh, let me Let me just say this much. Uh, going back to the first story. The situation there with what happened in in Los Angeles. Uh, okay. Well, uh, yeah, thank you for letting... Yeah, I'm, I'm on the air. Thanks for saying that over the microphone. Um, outside people, you don't mind, don't mind me. Gotta love it. Um, Going back to that, the 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 situation with the Dodger fan, uh, yeah, that is a rivalry that is just it's taken too far with the fans, mm-hmm. and you know it's just there are words that escape me now. You know, New York fans and Philadelphia fans and Boston fans to a certain extent, they um, they they get a bad rap for the way they act. But you see this kind of stuff on the West Coast. And we've seen this with, with the Dodger fans mm-hmm. on multiple occasions. A Dodger fan died recently. A Giants fan was brutally assaulted uh, to within an inch of his life at, at Dodger Stadium a couple of years ago. Yeah. But love of God, I mean, what, it's a game. It's a freaking game. It, it just pisses me off. I'm sorry. It's, it's, uh, it's disgusting. You know? th- there, there is no excuse. Oh, there, he was drunk. No, there's no excuse. I, you know, it's it, unfortunately there's fans in you know in a fan base of teams all around the country that you know just take things too far, and, and we've seen it for many teams, and, and uh, it's not right. It's disgusting. You know, you shouldn't be, have to go to a game, and you know you go to enjoy it, and to come out of it either going to the hospital or coming out in a body bag, it's it's disgusting. It, sh- it shouldn't be that way. It's a, it's, a, it's a sports game. It's supposed to be fun. And going so. back to the Mariano Rivera roast, Yeah. it wasn't so much a bad thing, it's just the execution. They needed to watch some of those Dean Martin roasts or the Comedy Central roasts to get a proper execution of how to do it. Instead, they looked at the uh, the situation trying to roast somebody from a year or two ago, and they were like, oh, that's the way we ought to do it. It, it wasn't bad. It's just the execution. 
execution. No, no. It, it, it was what it was. Mario Rivera got a kick out of it. He spoke about it, you know, a few times already since then, and he said yeah, he got Rivera, a kick out. Rivera's class. So yeah, he, he said he got a kick out. He laughed. He got, he got a good joke about it, and he was very honored that the uh, Boston Red Sox went to the great length they did to honor him and give him the gifts that they gave him, and, you know, you could see how well-respected he was even by the Boston Red Sox organization. Yeah, it's not, put you this way, he will not be crying over it for the rest of his life. No, you know? he's, not. He's, he's already, no, he had a good time, he enjoyed it, and that was it. So. He'll be sitting in that chair that the uh, the Twins gave him made of the uh, sawed-off bats. That is just classic. So. <laughs> All right, man, let's uh, continue with the baseball trend here just for a few more minutes, and uh, yes, Jose Canseco is back in the news again oh, today. No. Using Twitter to give his 10-step plan to fix baseball. So I'm let, surprised he isn't selling this on an infomercial with Kevin Trudeau pitching it for goodness sakes. Oh right. wait, Kevin Trudeau's on the way to being uh, uh never mind. Or his brother. Uh let's go. It's called Conseco Care, and these are the ten steps for Jose Conseco's Conseco Care plan. Wait, 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 Conseco Care. Doesn't that involve getting shot up in the buttocks with something? Yes, it does. Yeah, okay. Conseco hey, Care is on number that. one. Stop drug testing, but ban players with movies. What? What? Whoa, 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 whoa. Movies? Man boobs. Ah. Yes, I had to read that a few times before I realized what it was. Well, okay. I thought, I thought you know, just because you, you know, what, what, I thought, uh, anyway, go ahead. Conseco Care Plan number two. Use eminent domain and seize all teams from owner and give to cities profits to local youth sports. There's a better chance of me becoming the next voice of Fox Saturday Baseball, so, yeah, okay. Yes. Conseco Care Plan number three, get rid of the designated hitter. That I can get with. That I'm I behind. I agree. Conseco Care Plan number four, all umpires must be ex-players. That I don't know if I can get behind. Because that, that I mean, the umpiring is bad, don't get me wrong. But... <sighs> if you have, like, it, let's say you have a former Philly behind the plate... Of a Phillies Mets game, you don't think there's going to be a little bit of bias in there? Oh yeah, of course. I'm just, I'm just saying. You, oh, you, you, of course. You, you open Pandora's box with that. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, of course. There's no question about it. Conseco care plan number six: limit MLB players to 100% humans. Oh good God! Conseco. Well, wait, wait, you, you skipped over number five. You skipped over number five. Move MLB offices to Los Angeles. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, I forgot. I'm sorry. That was my fault. Conseco care plan number five was move MLB offices to Las Vegas. Oh, that'll that'll do wonders. Oh, yeah. That'll just... Okay. And make Pete Rose the commissioner. That's what I said. Conseco care plan number seven. <laughs> Kids under 12 get into all games free. Uh, I say 10, not 12, but... I, I say, well... Yeah. It's nice in theory, but you're losing a lot of well, you're losing a lot of profit in one respect. But you know, you're going to just jack it up the uh, souvenir prices and the food prices to compensate. So, oh, there's no question about it. Conseco care plan number eight: no penalties for fighting if it's only two guys. This is also the roid rage clause and and everything. Um, I'm not against that actually. I'm really not, but you're never going to see that because. What is it, the long-honored baseball creed? When people start fighting, the benches must empty, the bullpens must empty. Well, must empty. So. Eh, oh, yeah, and we all love watching it. So it's, no it's, a, it. it's a beautiful thing. Beautiful thing, Peyton. 
Conseco oh. care plan number nine. No extra inning games. Home run derby settles ties. Okay, that's just plain stupid. It is, but it would probably be more exciting than uh, nah, items of baseball. There's something for me about bonus baseball. I love bonus baseball, especially when you get like 16, 17, 18 innings in and you start putting the position players in. That's just plain fun. Yeah. Can care plan number 10 and the final <laughs> take care 10-step plan. just demolition night at Astrodome before it's torn down. <laughs> I'm all for Vineland High School getting demolished. Oh, you mean, oh, VHS tapes. Oh, well, there you go. Really? Okay, obviously, obviously, some of this is tug-in-cheek, I'd like to hope. But still, wow. Just, wow. <laughs> I think Vaisekahama knocked him out one too many times in the ring. Just saying. Well, this is his 10-step point. we got seven minutes left, but it goes to the thing. Bud Selig is going to retire. The greatest commissioner in the history of... No, 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 no. He is not. No. But Selig will retire effective January 2015. So, yes, we unfortunately, we do have one more season of Bud Selig. And him, you know... Selig was a car salesman before he even bought stake in the, in the Brewers. That's a scary thing. We got a car salesman yes. in charge of Major League Baseball. He, here's the thing. Well, the owners kept him in, so. Uh, the, well, of course, because he 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 makes money for the owners. He strokes the owners' proverbial. <laughs> uh, you know, Seattle like, did do some good things. It, it's hard to find them, but he did. Unf- but that's the thing. Unfortunately, the bad outweighs the good. So the bad outweighs the good. He was the man behind the steroid era, the PED era, shall we say. Uh, the strike happened after his watch, but you you have to also say ever since 1994 we have averted strikes, we've averted uh, you know such things, and it's the longest time period since the in the uh, in the uh, collective bargaining era. So there's something to be said for that. Yeah. Um, you know uh, that being said, listen, Seelig will be I I I don't like the man. Can you tell? Uh, I don't think anybody does, to be honest. Yeah, but that being said, I hate to say this, he might be the best of the current commissioners in sports right now. I mean, are you? if you're going to tell me Roger Goodell's a better commissioner, I'm going to say no. Oh, no. If, if you're no. going to tell me David Stern, as he exits and moves, on out, is a better commissioner, I'm going to tell you no. And if you really are thinking about saying Gary Bettman, I'm going to smack you six okay, weeks from Gary, Gary Bettman's the worst of them all. Indeed. Uh, honestly, I, I would have to, at the top of the current commissioners, I'd have to put, uh, you know, to me the real, um, you know, combat would have to come between Selig and David Stern. Um, I, I don't know which one would be better. There's a lot of things that Stern has done for the game of basketball uh, on a global level. There's a lot of decent things that Selig did, but when it comes to the bad, I think Bud Selig has done a lot more bad for Major League Baseball than David Stern has done for the NBA, uh, you know, in my opinion. so Watching the announcement about it on MLB Network and they're trumpeting how more fans are coming to the games and, like, more people more exposed to baseball now. Have you seen the TV ratings? They've been dropping like crazy ever yeah. since uh, oh, yeah. Fox took over. Yeah. Uh, he was he was ahead of the curve when it comes to advanced media, though. Uh, MLB.com's video uh, and such has been online for almost 15, 15 years doing uh, coverage of the game, and that's a positive in my eyes. Mm. But uh, but that outweighs the good, simply put. Yeah. And he's making like 
25 or 30 million dollars a year. How wrong is that? It's disgusting. It's it's uh, it's a joke. But now my question is who takes over and it's I don't know if it's a coincidence or not, but he's retiring at the same time Sandy Alderson's contract with the Mets runs up. So it's po- you yeah. might be reading something into that. I I don't the thing is I don't think the owners have a clue because they're so happy. They were just so content. Oh, it's just another day. We got our guy here. Yay. Well, that's the thing. Do you go a different direction now, or do you bring in somebody that worked so close with Bud Selig for a lot of years? That's the thing, you know. Uh, I don't know. I, 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 you know, know, to me, uh, the, you know, there's really not many candidates, and the only logical candidate right off the bat would be Sandy Alderson. But it's tough. It's tough. I, I think, say uh, they. I say they bring in. They bring in Dana White. That's what you do. You bring in Dana White. To make Pete Rose commissioner. That'd be great. Oh, that would be, that would be. Oh, or Jose Canseco, we can use his ten-step plan. They're talking in the chat room. Joe Torre, maybe. I I don't see it. I well, really he, don't. I mean, he has a position high up already within, uh, you know, within baseball. Yeah, so. he does. But then again, too, the age factors into it as well True. as he's not a healthy guy either. You know. True. It's a stressful job. You know, we all know that. So. Well, exactly. So. Uh, you know, that's the thing. Do you go with somebody younger? I don't know. Do you, know. do you get a guy with a lot of baseball experience? Do you bring in another car salesman slash lawyer type? I don't know. But we'll, we'll, it'll be fun to watch, that's for sure. Speaking of things that are going to be fun to watch, talking about baseball, it all comes down to this, ladies and gentlemen. Who will win the National League Central, St. Louis or Pittsburgh? Uh, Cincinnati has clinched a wild card spot. That's all they can clinch. Pittsburgh and Cincinnati play each other this weekend in a three-game set, which will likely be a four-game set because, well, if St. Louis wins one of the next three against the Chicago Cubs, and you know they will, at home, they clinch the National League Central and it's Pittsburgh and Cincinnati in the play-in game next week. Uh, that's all that really needs to be decided uh, in the playoff picture at this yeah. point. So, she have to be real good. All right, a little over two minutes, so let's get to these last two things real quick here. Um, good father here. Half marathoner takes a wrong turn, ends up in a full marathon, and wins. Instead of going to Detroit for the marathon, she's now headed to the Boston Marathon. Meredith Fitzmaurice, her name is, or Fitzmaurice, I should say. Uh, and she'd never run a full marathon in her life. She had never run more than 20 miles. She was running a half marathon this past weekend. At the eight mile mark, she was distracted by the music she was listening to. She turned off on the wrong course. She had to talk and flag over a bike-mounted official who said, you know, can I still do this? Can I, is this permissible? And they're like, sure, go for it. And she wins. Amazing. It's awesome stuff. How cool awesome is that? sauce. How awesome is that? Also, Tiger Woods, Player of the Year. What yeah. do you think of that? You, you know, unbeknownst to most people who have, well, a brain, he's actually won five uh, tournaments this year. Uh, the most notable being the Players' Championship, and he won a couple of World Golf Championships and one or two others on, quote-unquote, his courses. Mm-hmm. Is Tiger back? No. Not Are you yet. kidding me? No. This is, you know, the, these kind of awards, it's like filleting one's ego. That's what this is. They are filleting Tiger Woods' insatiable ego, and, you know, good for you. You won the Jack Nicholas Award. You couldn't hold Jack Nicholas's jock, okay? So... All right, well, that's it for today's show, and now it's time for our weekend, Jim. Yes, a football weekend for most, 
and not a baseball one here in Philly because I don't want to be even more depressed than I already am. <laughs> Same here for my Mets, man. All right, well, that's it for today. We want to thank all our listeners for tuning in. You can catch us back on Monday, 12 p.m. Eastern time for us. So for Jim Williams, I'm Jonathan Raggis. Enjoy NFL Sunday. And big balls. <laughs>